Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. You're here with an open mind because that is a rule, not the exception. Philosophy of life. Do you have one? Have you developed one? You know what it is. And how close is a philosophy of life to a philosophy of leadership? We're going to kind of be all over the map today. Had a lot of thoughts this weekend that gave rise to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of leadosophy, Tim Wood. Welcome back, friends. This episode was germinated from two different areas this weekend. The first, I happened across a newspaper article written by Tommy Denton in the Chicago Tribune, dated February 28th, 1991. It's the story of Jeremy Wade Dell, who's a 16-year-old kid who took his life in his English class in January 1991. Jeremy's story served as the inspiration or part of the inspiration behind the iconic Pearl Jam song, Jeremy. Jeremy spoke in class today. Jeremy spoke in class today. Two lines from that song. When asked about that song, Eddie Vedder explained, quote, it came from a small paragraph in a paper, which means you kill yourself and you make a big old sacrifice and try to get your revenge. That's all you're going to end up with is a paragraph in a newspaper. 64 degrees and cloudy in a suburban neighborhood. That's the beginning of the video. And that's the same thing in the end. It does nothing Nothing changes. The world goes on and you're gone. The best revenge is to live on and prove yourself. Be stronger than those and then you can come back. But Denton's article in the Chicago Tribune, it makes a broader appeal. And he wrote this article about six weeks after, after Jeremy took his life. And that, that it's a statement about the fabric of society and how well or not well that fabric is woven. Is the fabric falling apart? What role are we to play? in weaving the fabric, what role is leadership to play in weaving this fabric, which is kind of a broader theme I took away from it. The second, the second germ for this episode was from cleaning the bathroom this weekend, believe it or not, not a glorious task, but a task that needs completed. Nevertheless, I was listening to a podcast by professor of philosophy, Massimo Pigliucci. He's a professor of philosophy at SUNY City College, and he was a former the co-host of Rationally Speaking Podcast. But in that podcast, it's really not about the podcast. It was about stoicism is what the podcast, he was given a lecture. He wrote a book, uh, How to Be a Stoic, something like that. Um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but he was, he was doing a lecture tour for, for his book. And, but in that podcast, he said something that stuck with me. He said, we all have the philosophy of life, whether we know what it is or we don't know what it is. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that was kind of the crux of, of what he said. I end every show with this saying, leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. And I don't say that lightly when I add life at the end. I believe leadosophy has a role to play in our sense-making of this journey in life. My journey, your journey, our unique journeys that we take. 
I believe leadosophy can play a role. I deeply believe that the tools of philosophical thought can help us deepen our meaning of life. It is my fundamental assumption, one of my fundamental assumptions, that to truly understand anything, life or leadership, whatever it may be, one must spend some time in contemplation, some, spend some time in self-reflection. I agree with Professor Pigliucci. It is true, I believe, that we all have a philosophy of life, how that life works, what we understand or don't understand about others, ourselves, our relationships, to include the ones that failed and the ones that lie just over the horizon, just waiting to be discovered. We search for purpose. We find a purpose. We help others develop their purpose. Or sadly, we feel like we're drifting or we're adrift on this ocean and we're at the complete mercy of the tides, the winds, and the waves. We all feel like that from time to time. What is our purpose? Are we just adrift? Or have we charted a course? Do we know where we're going? By simply asking, what does this all mean? What does this life mean? And what part am I to play? We start to dig at our own philosophy of life, at the roots. We start to dig at the roots of a life philosophy. Our philosophy of life, known or unknown to us, manifests daily when we make value judgments, judgments about others. Even if we've never taken the time to get to know the quote-unquote others, we make decisions about how to best lead our lives. And these are often based on assumptions about what is important. Is it status? Is it money, prestige, fame? Do we want to leave a legacy? Do we want to start a family or not start a family? Or for some, it's just simply surviving. Fundamental question here, can we separate life and leadership? If we're inherently skeptical of others in life, will we not be skeptical of others we work with or we work for or those we lead? If we're inherently pessimistic in life, how does this pessimism not leach from the fields of life and into the rivers of the workplace? And if we are feverishly seeking higher status amongst our neighbors in the spirit of competition, might this approach follow the leader into his or her job. Here's what I'm arguing for. A philosophy of life and a philosophy of leadership may hang more closely together than we realize, or at least I'm open to that possibility. Leadership is not confined by the walls of the workplace to or within the walls of the workplace. As much as we talk about leadership in the context of work, leadership can organically emerge anywhere, so it seems. Leadership is a part of life. Taken further, I argue that life needs leaders more than businesses need leaders. We have to remember leaders were present long before the advent of Fortune 500 companies and the legions of managers and supervisors all competing for scarce resources under fluorescent tube lights and within their square cubicles. Leaders led long before we conceptualized the terms leadership and leader, long before leadership was a graduate course and long before there were 50,000 self-help books on leadership. Communities need leaders. It's one of the bottom lines here. We live out our lives within communities, large and small. Communities are the lifeblood of businesses, not the other way around. This is my assumption. Communities provide the nourishment. Communities provide the nourishment, or they do not, for younger generations to supplant the older generations. 
Like air is omnipresent, I see opportunities for leadership to manifest as omnipresent too. At any moment, the perfect conditions can come crashing together for someone like you or me to be reluctantly thrusted or you or I might willingly thrust ourselves into a leadership role with a life-changing purpose. And these conditions come crashing together. It's like a storm. And I think of a summer storm in the, in the Midwest where all these conditions are ripe for the storm to break. That's how I feel sometimes with these leadership, I, these, these opportunities for leadership to emerge come together like a storm. It's the visual I get. Maybe we're needed to tackle a community issue where everyone else has chosen to either bury their heads in the sand or the issue just seems too daunting for most. Might the leader step in? Who will fulfill that role? Who will take the reins? Maybe we inspire someone. Maybe we show someone or a group of people the way out of darkness or the way to a new path or hope, a new path of hope or happiness. Maybe we forge a new web of human relationships, not because these relationships serve some self-serving utility, but it's all about interconnectedness. The more interconnected we are as a species, and this could be in a very small area, a very micro area, or it could be a, a large area, the more interconnected we are, the more we just simply see others as friends and, and not enemies. I think that's a good thing. I don't see anything negative coming from that. If we simply bring people together in the spirit of healing or friendship, could that be leadership? If we, if we see someone struggling and we offer help, might that be leadership? Or at a minimum, it's a precondition for leadership to emerge, for leadership to even flourish. At the beginning of leadership, there stood two people, one who needed to be shown the way and one who chose to light the path. Again, can we really separate our life philosophy from our leadership philosophy? Can we separate life from leadership in general? Or is it just an admixture? Maybe we can't tell where one begins and one ends. Have you worked out what your life philosophy is? what it means to you? Have you worked out what your leadership philosophy is, what it means to you? And how much overlap is there between both? That's my message for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and most definitely of life. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.